Marcast is made possible by Hayes Marketing and Digital, the recruiting experts in marketing and digital roles across Australia for a wide range of industries and job functions. Welcome to Marcast, the marketing magazine podcast series, one-on-one conversations with some of Australia's sharpest marketing minds. I'm Ben Ice, editor at Marketing Magazine, and I'm proud to introduce part two of Dave's chat with Amanda McMillan, customer marketing lead for Australia and New Zealand at New Farm. Today, Dave hears all about Amanda's career and the lessons she's learned along the way. Amanda, we've talked a lot about crop protection. We've talked a lot about New Farm. Let's talk about wine instead, mm-hmm. which, uh, as I understand it, was your job prior to um, New Farm. I'm really fascinated by the how much of marketing is transferable across product segments and industries and how much of it is unique to the industry that you're in? Great question, because I'm a really big advocate for skill sets are transferable. So I I guess if you look back on my career, I've had many different experiences. So you're right. My most recent one was um, with uh, one of Australia's first families of wine, which was De Bordley Wine. So um, wonderful end product. Um, romance behind wine is wonderful and uh, everybody wants to be your friend, which is terrific. Um, so you're suddenly very popular. But, um, yeah, I mean, moving across into crop protection and the ag- you know agricultural industry, I'm a very big advocate for your skill sets are transferable. I've also worked in consumer goods. I've worked in FMCG, so fast-moving consumer goods as well. So multiple different companies and, and, and different industries. And, and that, for me, as a marketer, is what makes me tick as well, is understanding, again, the consumers and all of those different industries and the different nuances as well makes me tick as a marketer. So I I find it very challenging and also very exciting. Transferable skills, transferable strategies. How much of the approach you took in your first 90 days at New Farm was, was out of your playbook, was the same approach you would take in the first 90 days in the wine industry or, or any other industry in which you were marketing? In that sense, I guess uh, you're going to lean on the people around you because they're going to be experts in the industry if they've, they've been long-serving or, or have had experiences within the business. So leaning on others to understand, um, do a lot of listening and also just researching in terms of, of, of what has been done, what has worked, what hasn't worked, um, ask questions. Um, so I guess just understanding the industry is always in the first you know, 30 days and, and also connecting with others in the organisation. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that there's a, there's, there's a playbook because actually it comes down to what the business challenges and opportunities are at that point in time. So you can come into a business and it can be thriving or you could come into a business where there's going to be some change. And I think that's, again, what, what's pretty exciting about marketing is um, understanding where that business is and also some of the brands in terms of maybe their products, what, what sort of brands are within each of the different segments and what sort of life cycle stage they're at and and really understanding the brands and the business and the industry all at once. Are there any obvious standout differences between your time in wine and your and your and your time in in ag something that really stands out as a, as a as something that worked for you there and just clearly doesn't translate to the industry you're in now? 
differences? Well, I guess if I start on the flip side and think about um, coming into into the world of ag chem, there was a synergy there, albeit agriculture is, is a lot broader than, than viticulture, but obviously I was part of a viticulturalist environment um, and, and talking to winemakers and uh, and bringing products to life and, and also I guess the brand was evolving when I was at De Bordley Brands as well. So I think coming in, one of the synergies I could say or, or, or would be around understanding a little bit about what we would call a core crop at New Farm, so being vines, so viticulture. A difference, um, it's probably just in terms of the sophistication of the go-to-market approach. So that's where it's a little bit different in agriculture and that's where I think that's so exciting and evolving and we spoke before about all the digital marketing that's an opportunity for us and a real focus for us. So I think there's just lots of different opportunities for us to be able to communicate with our end end users, whereas in wine, as an example, it's quite structured in terms of that path to market. So outside of your retailers everybody's aware of, such as Dan Murphy's, you've also got your on-premise environment, but you are really talking directly to the end user being the consumer. But with agriculture, it's quite different because we're going, we're talking to channel partners and end users and agronomists and consultants. So it's a little bit uh, different in terms of how that go-to-market approach looks. You clearly approach your your marketing role with with quite a broad commercial lens. You, you you've talked a lot about the business and and the customers and a lot less about advertising. Is that is that your role as the leader of the marketing team? And then do you have a, a, a series of functional people below you that are, that w- would be more focused on the tactics of marketing, or are you looking, are you building a team and looking for marketers that are that have a broad horizon? Yeah, I think in our business um, at New Farm, it's it's really important to be a little bit of both, almost. So there's the strategy. So I do have you know strategic marketers in in the team. Um, but also you have to be tactical as well, because at the end of the day, things can happen pretty quick. So if there is an outbreak of disease, we have to react pretty quickly. So we can have the tools in our back pocket for sure in some instances, but others, um, we're going to have to be able to respond really quickly. So there's that balance of the strategy and the, I guess, the, the real life sense of urgency. And so we do have young marketers listening, marketing um, students, marketing graduates, people starting out their career. What's some of the advice that you would share for them and offer from your experience? I think one of the things um, that I've always carried forward as a marketer and encourage uh, those that are just starting on their career path in marketing is just be curious, ask questions. But that curiosity um, will uncover a whole host of of other questions and, and insights. So I just encourage everybody to, to think about there's not necessarily one solution and there's not necessarily one right solution. So there's many ways that you can approach a, an opportunity or a challenge and I think that curiosity is is what I would encourage any, I guess, uh, newbie to marketing to, to embrace. Tell us a bit more about your earlier career, not so much the role specifically, but some of the lessons that you've had, the learnings, some of those experiences and how they've shaped your views of marketing today. Yeah, there's probably two things that stick in my mind. One that uh, across my career I've, I've really embraced is if I was to say again to, to those that are entering marketing, I think it's a really exciting place to be because, you know, you get to play and and. and partner with so many others and collaborate across, you know, across functionally across the business. So the people that you meet are fantastic, 
but I like to call it you've got an access all areas pass. So you get to talk to different people across the business, but you actually also can be in the field one day on a farm, as an example, at New Farm, and you can be out the back in the factory the next day having a look at something if there's a, you know, might be filming a product that's being produced for a, a you know, a documentary or, or whatever it be, a, a little MPEG movie telling a story. So, you know, the, the, the people across the business and, and not just our consumers are ever so important. So um, those relationships are pretty neat. Um, outside of that, I guess um, another piece of advice that I've carried forward has been one of the uh, managing directors that uh, that I used to work with in one of the businesses, he used to call the, the role of a marketing manager a mini general manager. So again, I think if you think about marketing and, and potentially your role can actually be the mini general manager of a business. So again, you're responsible for so much. So not just bringing products to market, but renovating, looking at cost of goods, understanding the production line as an example. So how it's packaged uh, right through, so end to end, right through from formulation to farm, in this instance with New Farm, from paddock to plate, if you're working in, uh, I guess, consumer goods or FMCG or, or from grape to glass if you're working in, in wine. Staying with our young marketers, if I'm looking to build my career in marketing, do I need to start in a marketing role? Um, do I look for something in sales? What, what's my approach to one day be the lead of customer marketing at New Farm? I always like this question because uh, I didn't start my career as a marketer. So I started my career uh, actually as an analyst, supporting both the commercial sales teams and uh, marketing teams. And then fairly quickly, I moved out onto the road. So I was a territory manager and, and I've moved around a little bit as well with my career. So I moved around uh, from a Victorian territory manager into uh, to run South Australia and the Northern Territory and uh, I got to say, I guess it comes back to the earlier question around uh, the alignment for sales and marketing. I, I really am an ambassador for, for either having sales experience coming into marketing or having marketing experience and, and, and flicking across to, to sales because I just think it really rounds you out very well. So you understand, I guess, what happens at the coalface and also you understand the strategy that, that needs to go in behind the scenes, I guess, to bring things to life. No matter how much one might say that they seek to understand someone else's perspective, unless you've actually worked in, if you've just yeah. spent your entire life in a marketing department, it's going to be difficult to really un to understand that. Yeah, and I think it comes back to even when you are, as busy as we all are, you need to make that time to get out as well to, to, to visit your customers and, and you know be with your field team as well because they are absolutely hands-on and having those conversations. So you can bring a different perspective. And uh, I guess at New Farm, we, we call it windscreen time because if you can imagine, you know, the life of a territory manager travelling hundreds of kilometres in a day potentially to see a customer, there's lots of windscreen time to be able to have some pretty uh, some pretty good chats and, and understand, uh, I guess, what's going on in their patch and also what's going on in the world of marketing. I'd like to talk a little bit, if we can, about partners about organisations that you partner, about um, maybe agencies, design agencies, strat strategic agencies, research agencies. Maybe just start by sharing a little bit about the, the kind of partners that you do work with. Yeah, there's a number actually, and you've you've touched on quite a few of them. I spoke earlier about ethnographic research. Um, so there's a research partner that we partner with. Um, really important that you have, I guess, the, the strength and the skill set uh, from, from other partners or agencies. We have a, a digital, digital agency, we have a loyalty program partner, 
and we have also, a, I'll call it our Through the Line agency as well, that helps us bring our concepts and, and materials to life right through the line. And we have a number of them listening, maybe not your particular partners, but certainly agencies are, have tuned in some advice for them. What makes a, what makes a good partner? Oh, I think, um, well, like anything, if you're in sales, as an example, it comes down to relationships. So if you can have a great relationship with, the, I guess, the people that you're working with, I got a fairly uh, strong view of, of, of what a, an agency or, or a partner is. They're an extension of us as a team. So really, if we have a problem, then they're involved you know, right through and, and really an extension of us as a team. Uh, they're invited to, to all of our key meetings as well to really understand what opportunities or, or challenges we might be facing because without that, I'll call it that, uh, that insight or more in-depth knowledge and, and, and uh, awareness, then uh, they're not going to be able to, to, to support us as, as, as we potentially need them to. So I think that's really important as being an extension of, of, of our brand team. But not only that, I think with, uh, with agencies as well, it's, it's about how good the brief is from us. So they can only support us as well as um, we brief them in. So I come back to the old, uh, the, the old caveat of you spend time up front on that brief and uh, then you'll get the best result at the other end. And what about on the flip side? What, 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 what do agencies, obviously not your current agencies, who are your, uh, wonderful partners for you, that's why you're working with them, but the bad ones, what, have, what are the things over the journey that you just, you, you've seen them get wrong or the things that really gripe you? Or what's, what's, what's destroyed relationships with, with agencies that you've had in the past? Yeah, I guess if you think again of a customer environment, so if you're in sales and, uh, and your customer is calling you and you don't return their call or their email or their text, then that's not going to be a good day for your customer and, and that relationship's going to be, um, I guess, slightly uh, tarnished or their expectation of you. So I think it's just a mutual respect of, of and, and everybody's heart's in the right place. It's about bringing the best result uh, for the business. But, yeah, I think it, it comes down to the relationships and making sure that you're on the same page. But uh, sometimes you outgrow an agency as well. They might be there and, and be terrific for some of the, I guess, the infancy of, of what you're trying to achieve as a brand or for a particular um, aspect of the business, and then you, you outgrow them. It's, it's just in terms of you're taking the brand in a different direction, as an example. Yeah, and there's a, and there's a project element to that as well. At times, one of the flex advantages of having a f flexible workforce, which in, in your words is what an agency is, you, don't, you see them an extension of your workforce. So a flexible workforce, you have that flexible workforce so you can turn it on or off. When, mm. when you need it. Otherwise, you could have them on, have that capability on staff. Absolutely, yeah. You can dial it up and, and dial it down depending on, on what the needs of the business are. What about um, technology within marketing? So we've talked a bit about the technology, the use of technology, social media at, at New Farm and, and, and by your growers. But I'm, I'm thinking particularly about the technology that you use within your marketing department to run a more effective marketing organisation than, than once you may, may have. Are there any can't live without technologies that are, are part of your business? Mm, I think, uh, well, at, at New Farm, we're embracing new technology all the time. So also, I guess, uh, enabling our sales team. So if you think again about the, the technical nature of our business and the, the technical nature of those materials, how can we make sure, as an example, that we have one source of truth? So everybody has the right information at the right time at their fingertips as well. And even 
if you think about our sales team who are, as I mentioned, travelling hundreds of kilometres potentially every day, how can they actually actually access that information potentially offline as well? So we've enabled them with, with two key new technologies. So one of them is, is a tool called Chopad um, and another is, is what we call a sales enablement tool, which is where they can access a whole lot of information that is, uh, well, it's not, it's not linear in nature, so they can customise, I guess, for, for the conversation they're having with their particular customers. And Showpad enables, um, you know, our sales team to be able to, to download, to then take, take offline. So if they're presenting in the middle of a field with their customer, they're able to do that. So I think it's just looking all the time at what's available and what, um, how we can potentially enable, as I mentioned, our sales team better. Uh, and also, I guess as a as a marketing team, just continue to stay ahead in terms of what technologies are available to be able to um, streamline what we do too. Is there a technology gap? If you uh, for those budding entrepreneurs out there, what should they be developing? What 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 what's a challenge <laughs> of running a marketing team that there is? I wish there was a product, a technology that did that. If you ask me, I think there's way too many apps. <laughs> There's an app for everything. <laughs> so we need an app that cleans up your apps or the app of apps or something. That's right. Uh, I'm sure there's smarter people than me listening today that can go and invent that for us. There's a couple of trends that you hear about when you follow or work in a, in a marketing space, and I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts about them. Perhaps first whether they're they're particularly germane or relevant in your current role, and if so, Tell us a little bit about that, if not even just your thoughts about the, the issues in general. And the, the two that really jump out at me, the first of them is authenticity and or trust or, or that whole concept of, of brands needing to be more, more authentic and get closer to customers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And, 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 and it feels like it is relevant at New Farm because you've talked about stewardship and you've done some work on brand and, and clearly you're not just a brand that represents selling product but a relationship with customers. So it feels like authenticity is important. Absolutely. Uh, If you think again about um, our growers and the strength of the relationships that they have with their their reseller, so being channel partners or their agronomist, and then you add into the mix um, us as an example, so a new farm sales rep, that authenticity, it's all on relationships. So very, very strong, important part of their, I guess, their their role is building those relationships and that trust. So we are or we will become the dependable partner of choice. And do you subscribe to the view that authenticity has, is, is more important than ever or is, is it just a, a flavour of the month and it's always, clearly it's always been important? I think probably um, I, I'm a big advocate uh, of authenticity but I think also I think it depends on what brands you're talking about as well because I think if you think of New Farm again of that technical nature of the information, it needs to be right and we need to be transparent. So it could be a very dangerous day if if there was the wrong information that was provided that would be not a good day for anybody, not for us, not for our, our customers. So I guess that transparency, that authenticity is ever so important in our in our game. And the other hot trend that I'm interested in is artificial intelligence, machine learning, not so much necessarily from the market p- 
perspective, but from a marketing perspective, can you see that changing the role of marketers in the near future? Uh, are marketing graduate jobs at risk because technology is taking over? What are your thoughts about the future of AI? I think it's it's on the cards and uh, it, it is an exciting opportunity. I think it's, again, just staying ahead of the curve. So I think uh, always I came, come back to, I guess, that curiosity. So keep an open mind, be curious. And, uh, and I, I think if you even reflect on where the digital environments come from, you know, I guess we'd be having a very different conversation if it was 10 years ago to what we are today as well within that environment. So I think... Um, you know, there's lots of exciting things that are happening in the future. There's clearly a science to marketing, but there's a there's a there's an art, a touch, an insights piece as well. Can you see technology replacing? And I don't mean this imminently, but can you see it over time replacing? There are roles on your team that you wouldn't need to have in a in a fully AI powered world, or are those roles essentially always? Or, or for a long time, we're going to going to remain human roles. Mm, you've got me thinking there. Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I wouldn't like to say that anyone's role is going to become obsolete. Well, I guess. clearly, no one on your current <laughs> team. We're not, we don't want your team who are listening into this thinking about they're not going to have a job tomorrow. And but yeah, in in five years, is it going to shape the the, the way marketing yeah. teams are structured? I think yeah. I think um, any anything like that does challenge what the world of marketing looks like today. So I think, um, you know, it's an evolution. Like we've spoken about brands, I think it's an evolution. So as long as you have your finger on the pulse and, and you're ahead of the curve and you're, you know, you're, you're testing and learning as you go, I think, you know, the future of marketing, I would I would love to think, is always going to be a very solid foundation and important piece of, um, I guess, the jigsaw puzzle of an organisation. So, um, but how we can streamline it, line it and map it out, that's always, I guess, um, under review. I always like to finish with the crystal ball. So we get out the crystal ball and we say the magic words and we look into the future and you explain to me what marketing looks like five years from now. Oh, golly. <laughs> is this the question? And this is not, you're not on the clock. There's no 60 seconds, so you can take as much thinking time oh, as you I like. Don't know. The market, the world of marketing in, in five years' time. Is it, is it largely the same or is it very different? It's... I just think everything needs to be easier. So um, I think everything's at your fingertips. You think of some of those brands that have popped up in the last few years, um, I, everything is going to be touchscreen or, or just so easy. So I think of our environment at New Farm and, and how we can deliver chemical on-farm easier. Um, is is I guess uh, the, the the world of the or, or the, the future. And New Farm in five years, the organisation is it radically different? Is it is it similar to what it is now? Is it? I, I wouldn't say radically different, but I think um, you know our our strategy at New Farm is is consistent, and we're evolving um, and changing. So I would hope that there's. Um, a bigger marketing team and some some uh, some more investment in marketing to, to be able to, I guess, uh, communicate to our end users and, and make their lives easier. And Amanda McMillan, five years from now? Ooh, not sure. Uh, that Let's just wait to see what that chapter looks like. Amanda McMillan, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me. 
Thanks again to Amanda McMillan for giving up her time to appear on MarCast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thanks for listening. MarCast is made possible by Hayes Marketing and Digital, the recruiting experts in marketing and digital roles across Australia for a wide range of industries and job functions. For the latest insights on what it takes to be a marketing director, download the Hayes Report, DNA of a Marketing Director, at hayes.com.au.